Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. My name is Tanya, and my question is our... What was my question? (laughs) (laughs) This is Tanya Ocker. She lives in Burlington, works remotely for a tech startup in California, and we're friends. That's true. (laughs) We are friends. But listener, I want you to know, we aren't playing favorites here at Brave Little State. Well, not too much. Tanya's question won fair and square in a public voting round. That's where you tell us which question about Vermont you want us to answer. Here's Tanya's question. Are businesses that benefit from the Vermont brand actually bringing money into the state? From Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. I'm back again with my colleague, Emily Corwin. Hello. And today we have a question about businesses that harness the Vermont brand to sell things out of state. Tanya Ocker is curious about two specific companies, one you've probably heard of and one you may have not. Our tagline has always been for ourselves and for our customers that we're the purveyors of the practical and hard to find. We're Yankees. We're Vermonters. You know, it's it's... Hi, I am Tata Harper, and I'm the founder of Tata Harper Skincare, and I live in my farm in Vermont. The Vermont Country Store and a luxe natural skincare brand called Tata Harper. Yeah, well, I, I think you hear a lot this idea that it's hard to have run a business or start a business in Vermont, that it's not the most business-friendly state. But at the same time, you have these local products uh, or products that really emphasize the fact that they're from Vermont uh, that are out there in the world. People know about Vermont, uh, especially in the U.S., for certain things. Um, so just knowing those two things and that they're kind of at odds with each other, I'm just curious about what's really going on. We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive, from agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. Let's start with the Vermont Country Store. Not much has changed over the years in the tiny town of Western Vermont. And that's a good thing. Martha Stewart, With 2013. A of just 600 people, this picturesque little place is still home to the Vermont Country Store. This company sells nostalgic ephemera, the Pears soap your grandfather used, or the Reed's peppermints you loved as a kid. Full disclosure, and probably no surprise, Vermont Country Store is a VPR underwriter. And in case you think they sound like a small potatoes business, Vermont Country Store employs over 500 people year-round, 1,000 at Christmas time. And according to Cabot Orton, the company gets a boost from the positive associations people often have with Vermont. I 
think a lot of people view Vermont as this little paradise, you know, the time forgot in the mountains of New England. Orton is an eighth-generation Vermonter and a fourth-generation owner of the Vermont Country Store. We can't grow as much as we'd like to because we can't find any more labor. We've exhausted the labor supply in our region. While other businesses might expand elsewhere, Orton says that's off the table because Vermont is such a part of his family's and his company's identity. Tanya's question, of course, is whether businesses like the Vermont Country Store and Tata Harper's Skin Care, which we'll get to, benefit the Vermont economy. There are a number of ways that businesses contribute to Vermont's bottom line. I think the biggest one, most likely, is in the wages that they pay to their employees. This is Douglas Farnham. I am the policy director and economist for the tax department. Fun fact, Farnham is also a former military intelligence analyst. And last year, according to his tax department statistics, corporate income tax revenue from all the business done in Vermont was about $140 million, while the income tax paid by residents was six times that. So to answer Tanya's question, Yes, just by paying 500-plus salaries in Vermont, the Vermont Country Store is definitely benefiting the state. Okay, what about the other company Tanya mentioned, Tata Harper Skincare? If the Vermont Country Store traffics in nostalgia, Tata Harper leans hard on Vermont's purity. Hi, I'm Tata Harper. I often talk about how I started this company so women could always have peace of mind when caring for their skin. Tata Harper is a fast-growing luxury natural skincare brand that, according to MarketWatch, does about $65 million in sales every year. It's owned by a woman nicknamed Tata and her husband, Henry Harper. And it's located in Addison County, Shoreham, to be exact. This is Tata's Farm, where 100% of the Tata Harper products are formulated, batched, and filled. Tata Harper's packaging, the website, it all says, made with love in Vermont. For 10 years now, company write-ups in Elle and Forbes and the LA Times have featured courtesy photos of Tata luxuriating in straw hats and sundresses on her 1,200-acre Vermont farm. But average Vermonters are definitely not Tata Harper's target demographic. A single fluid ounce of her anti-aging serum costs $450. In fact, the company keeps such a low profile in Shoreham that her district's two state senators know next to nothing about it. I've I've never been there. Here's Senator Chris Bray. Whereas a lot of other businesses, when they're new to the area, one of their things is join the chamber or join the... Economic Development Corp, uh, host an open house, but I haven't seen a thing. I tried to email the company, but for two weeks, all I heard back was this. Should this be a fit, someone from the team will reach out directly. When I said I'd be stopping by in person, I didn't hear back at all. How are you doing? So our photographer, Elodie Reed, our question asker, Tanya, and I decided to scope things out ourselves. First stop, Tata Harper's Fulfillment Center in Shelburne, an address I found in the depths of the Tata Harper website's privacy policy. Maybe you just go in those front doors right there. Inside, we wait while someone goes to look for a guy named Luca. 
I'm, I'm Luca. I'm Emily. I'm Emily. Luca Del Carmine is head of communications at Tata Harper. And there's a lot he says he's not authorized to talk about. Like whether the brand really does $65 million in sales every year. But he is happy to tell us how valuable Vermont is to Tata Harper. Like, you know, we are proud to be Vermont, a Vermont company. And that's actually has been like one of the most successful stories that we've been telling, especially now that we're expanding globally. Uh, France, for example, we just opened... Del Carmine, who grew up in Italy, is saying Tata Harper actually put up a mural about Vermont inside of the largest department store in Paris. We created a greenhouse about Vermont because, like, we're very proud to be Vermonters. Wow. He sent me photos afterward. Picture Adirondack chairs and a farm table surrounded by hanging wicker baskets full of ivy. And next to that, a giant bulletin board covered in Vermonti magazine covers and bumper stickers. Tanya, our question asker, is wrapped. Wow, that's amazing. That is cool. yeah. yeah. I feel like I hear so much folks don't know about Vermont. No, no, no. It's very interesting because, like, when you go overseas, everybody has this dream. Like, they call it the Switzerland of the United States. It's a state that's, like, very sensitive about, like, uh, organic, about farming, or about, like, doing things art- artisanal. So, like, it's a, that kind of... Okay. So, according to Del Carmine... This luxury skincare brand does get value from Vermont. But what about us? Is Vermont getting something back? On that question, let me introduce to you Caitlin Schneider, one of the 25 or so people working at this Shelburne facility. Um, so I, I'm an engineer. Schneider is a chemical engineer who used to work for a big beverage manufacturer in Houston. Then, less than a year ago, she tells us, she decided she wanted a new job. So she just opens up her medicine cabinet, which is full of her favorite cosmetics, and tells herself... Here's where I'm going to apply. Schneider was already a Tata Harper customer. Literally, like, a job description is, like, packaging engineer at Tata Harper. And I was like, that's me! (laughs) Schneider doesn't live in Texas anymore. She lives in Burlington. And let's just say she's young enough to be paying income taxes for at least another four decades. Probably more. So... Is Tata Harper benefiting Vermont? So far, so good. Next, our trio heads south to Tata Harper's manufacturing plant and the verdant Shoreham Farm featured in so many blogs and glossy magazines. Miles. The destination is on your right. Very exciting. Of course, it's the middle of winter, but still. When we arrive, we are surprised to find an actual bona fide farm. Very nice shaggy cow over there. There are ducks, which I diligently record. There's sheep and cows. And yes, Tata Harper's manufacturing plant is legit inside of an old milking barn. We count 54 employee lockers and about 37 cars. But inside, they tell us everyone who's authorized to talk is traveling. So... We drive home. Please announce yourself. Emily. Four days later, Luca Del Carmine sets up a conference call with me and Henry Harper, who, to remind you, is Tata Harper's husband and co-CEO. His take on Tanya's question is pretty different than his PR guys. In fact, Harper kind of refutes the premise of our question altogether. Nobody is buying high-performance skincare or natural skincare because it's based in Vermont. 
if anything, it's a little bit sometimes an uphill battle. You know, it's not uh, how should I say? It's not the rocket fuel, or it's it's something that has to be explained. So why feature Vermont so prominently? You know, I think that if we were in New Mexico, we'd say we tell people about New Mexico. You know, Harper says people just want to know where their stuff is made. He says Tata Harper Skincare is actually in Vermont because he growing up in New York City, visited as a child, and just fell in love with the place. And that, Harper does not dispute, is good news for Vermont. We've gotten, I mean, millions of impressions where we have mentioned Vermont in the media, in magazines and blogs, when we don't have to. And yeah, secretly, deep inside, I see it as a way of promoting Vermont okay. and benefiting Vermont. Got you know, it. I don't know how much that would cost in terms of an ad campaign, but it would be millions and millions and millions of dollars. At the end of the day, we have the answer to Tanya's question. Tata Harper Skin Care and the Vermont Country Store are benefiting the Vermont economy. And not just from free advertising. Our tax economist, Douglas Farnham, says the average Vermont employee pays about $1,600 in taxes each year. We estimate Tata Harper employs about 80 people in Vermont. That's $130,000 a year in revenue to the state alone. And down in Bennington County, the Vermont Country Store's 500-plus employees, their income taxes are contributing almost a million dollars. For Brave Little State, I'm Emily Corwin. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And thanks to Tanya Ocker for the great question. And speaking of Vermont businesses, our colleague Henry Epp recently interviewed the CEO of Darn Tough Vermont Socks. We've got that linked in our show notes and at our website, bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can submit a question of your own and vote on the one you want us to tackle next. This episode was produced by Emily Corwin with editing from Mark Davis. Our digital producer is Elodi Reed. We have engineering support from Chris Albertine. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public Radio. We have support from the VPR Innovation Fund. How can you support us? Become a sustaining member of VPR or leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Angela Evansy. We'll be back soon to answer your questions about higher education in Vermont. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.